whoever eats this bread will have eternal life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. My dear brothers and sisters, today we celebrate the solemnity of the body and blood of Christ, which we call in Latin Corpus Christi. It originated in France in the mid-13th century and was extended to the whole church by Pope Urban IV in 1264. This feast focuses on two manifestations, the Holy Eucharist as the body of Christ and the church as the body of Christ. In the study of human nutrition, the following statements are very factual and right. You are what you eat, and good food nourishes the body. While the physical food we eat nourishes our body, spiritual food nourishes our soul, prepares and preserves it for eternity. The Eucharist, as the body and blood of Christ, not only makes the soul fit to dwell in a healthy body, but also makes it fit to appear before God. In the first reading, Moses reminded his brothers and sisters of how God took good care of them by nourishing and sustaining them in the desert. He says, He humbled and fed you with manna. Do not forget the Lord your God who brought you water and fed you with manna in this dry place. Through this, God demonstrated his love and ability to sustain his chosen people physically and spiritually. In our time, God has given us the Eucharist for our spiritual nourishment and well-being. Hence, the Eucharist is the sacrament of universal salvation. In the second reading, Paul reminds us of the church's unity through sharing in the one body and one blood of Christ. During the Eucharist celebration, people, families, communities, race, and nations are united as they share in the one body and blood of Christ. Hence, at every Mass, our attention is called to the re-presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. In today's Gospel reading, Christ openly proclaims, I am the living bread. The bread that I shall give is my flesh. If you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have life in you. It was on account of this truth that some of his disciples decided him, thinking, this saying is hard. If we read John chapter 6, verse 61. Also, the Romans, in 64 to 313 A.D., Accuses Christians of Calibanism. Christ said his body is real food and his blood true wine. 
though it is a typology of the manner that the Israelites ate in the desert and still died, it is different because, as Christ says, whoever eats this body, drink this cup of blood of the Son of Man, will never die. Hence, the Eucharist sustains us spiritually, while our human food and manner that the Israelites ate sustains them only on the physical or mortal life. It gives us the grace to feel forgiven and to be ready to forgive others. We go to Mass not because we are worthy, my dear brothers and sisters. Instead, this comes true, the Eucharist, because we always need God's love and mercy. The Eucharist affects the life of every Christian community. It is a form, and it is from it that we receive our identity and mission as a church. Providentially, God made it available to us in order to nourish us on the spiritual journey. Hence, when administered to the sick, it is called the viaticum, food for the journey. Through it, God continues to abide within us. My dear people of God, the secondary focus of this solemnity is on the body of Christ as it is present in the church. The church is called the body of Christ because of the intimate communion which Christ shares with his disciples. Christ expressed this unity by using the metaphor of a body in which him himself is the head. This image helps us to keep in focus both the unity and the diversity of the church. So during any Eucharistic celebration, Christ makes himself available, draws us closer to himself, and unites us as one. Today, my dear brothers and sisters, as the church celebrates the feast or solemnity of the Corpus Christi, we need to ponder and reflect. Because our Sunday obligation can become a habit and a routine that we are familiar with, that we may begin to take things for granted. Because routine can be the depth or the debt of reverence. So for most of us who observe the Sunday obligation faithfully, we may need to reflect on what we are doing. The Mass is not just about going through some religious rituals. At Mass, God speaks to us through the Scriptures. So we hear the teaching from heaven to tell us how to live a holy life on earth. And then we will receive the Holy Communion. When we receive at the Holy Communion, it is something holy from heaven. We are receiving the body of Christ. And Jesus enters into our hearts and makes his home in our hearts. So something very holy happens and is happening during the Mass. It can be said that the heaven and earth come down in unity. And as we participate in the divine banquet in which we partake of the body and blood of Christ at Holy Communion, hence 
this feast is called the Corpus Christi. Jesus gives us his heart at Holy Communion so that our hearts can be like his and that we can live our lives like him. That all these profound aspects of the Mass takes the form of the simple, humble, and the ordinary. The sacred host and the blessed sacrament look so simple and ordinary that we might lose the reference for it and treat it very casually. We can notice that sometimes we relax in the mass to the extent that our minds will travel far and wide as we are here empty. But that sacred host, my dear brothers and sisters, the blessed sacrament, the body of Christ is nothing less than the very heart of Jesus. We are given the faith to believe that and we must have uttermost reverence for the body of Christ in the humble form. My dear brothers and sisters, tomorrow morning, after the 10 o'clock mass, we are going to line up behind the Holy Eucharist, which speaks to us of the ways that the Lord journeys with us on our great pilgrimage of life. He accompanies us throughout our lives, just as he journeys and journeyed with the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. He is the good shepherd who goes ahead of us and walks along us. He guides us, he strengthens us and sustains us. He journeys with us when times are good and when times are bad and those times we walk in the valley of darkness, when we are tempted to doubt his presence. Yet, my dear brothers and sisters, Jesus is always there, always with us. He leads us to the restful waters, to revive our drooping spirit. And in the words of, of the psalm, the Lord is our shepherd. He always resides in the Holy Eucharist. May we pray, just as what the second reading tells us, he makes us one. And may the oneness continue to abide with us through Christ our Lord. Amen.